best League of Ireland podcast in the business. This is Off The Ball. Now Dundalk are the EA Sports Cup champions. They've won the first trophy of the season after drama at the Roy McBride Brandywell Stadium on Saturday night. A 2-2 draw and a penalty shootout win. And Chris Shields, the man who scored the win in Penno, cool as ice, is on Skype from his house in Belfast. Shields, good afternoon. How are you? How are you doing, Jamie? Are you? Thanks for having a chat. I'm very good. Thanks yourself. Yeah, I'm grand, yeah. So talk Easy me as. through the uh, the nerves or lack thereof of that spot kick on Saturday. Robbie Benson had missed a chance to win it for your team the previous kick, so you're up and uh, you fairly buried it. <coughs> uh, nerves wasn't really for me because, to be fair, Sean Hoare's penalty was probably far more important, you know. It was kind of like a free shot for me. If I didn't score, we were still in it. Should be told, but thankfully I did. So I'd say there was more pressure on some other panels before mine. Yeah, I'm always interested to see, you know, how a team and a manager maybe when the final whistle is blown after extra time and they have the discussion of who's going to take the spot kicks. Is it a case of Vinnie Perth asking who wants one? Is that being predetermined or how does that work? And also the order of people, for example, Patrick Huben, the penalty taker going first and so on. Well, I know Pat always likes to go first, but to be fair, we'd practiced them the day before and th- there was a good standard. So Vinnie had called out five lads and had been asked before would you want one if it goes to it? So when the five were called out, everyone, no one had a problem with it. And that was the last question Vinny asked. Anybody have a problem with them five? Then no. And then myself and Sean Hoare said, we'll go six and seven if it comes to it. So it's just, um, but you, I don't think the question on, in the group needed to be asked too fancied one because I think the, the players that we have are around a long time that they always would. And we've seen as well in recent seasons, you know, just how much use you know, the managers have, have, have helped the players with videos and clips and stuff and you often see before a shootout the goalkeeping coach spending time with the goalkeeper and an iPad showing them clips of, of the opposition players taking penalty kicks. Had you guys had access to the stuff on Derry in terms of what their players might do and also what their goalkeepers might do? I actually don't know. Maybe um, Vinny and uh, Steve Williams had a chat with the goalkeepers but the, out, the outfield players I didn't know. I, like, I didn't see any stats to where Pete might have went, you know, so I think that's more given towards goalkeepers with players and strikers who are going to take up, step up and take panels and they'll have a read them more so than I would because it's it's on it's on the day. You can't really tell where a keeper is going to go. He changes mind at any time. Like. So talk to me about the feeling of the ball hitting the back of the net. You go a run to your left and we're going to see an image in a second on screen of you sprinting around to celebrate your teammates are up with you and it's that moment of euphoria that footballers always speak about is, is that winning feeling. It was definitely nice, yeah. I feel bad for running off on Aaron because he was way over to the right, to be <laughs> fair. But as soon as it hit the back of the net, I just kind of ran off in, in sheer elation because, you know, it was a tough game because we'd given them like two sloppy goals for them to go ahead twice, especially with us starting the second half so well. And they had kind of, they went, they took the lead again against the run of play. And you kind of think on nights like that, like, is this going to be our night at all? Even when they went down to 10, you know, we couldn't really break them down. Stayed to all, didn't really create much in extra time, and you're thinking, have they held out, and are they going to go and get the look at the look at the jaw in panels? Because it, at times it can be a lottery, you know. Yes, and of course those images of the dock in their very nice purple strip, which is linked to Temple Street Children's Hospital too, and the club tonight in 100 euros every goal is scored in the EA Sports Cup and the FAI Cup, which of course they're still in. So Chris, I hope the penalty kicks are included in that, and you, your kick will uh, will earn Temple Street 100 quid. It's a nice initiative. It's a it's a lovely kit, and uh, you guys uh, hopefully again the the goals that went in for the penalties will be will be included in uh, in that fund. 
I'm sure the owners are shaking their heads saying, no, what was the six or seven penos? Yeah, no, yeah. it is. It's a nice it's a nice kit. It's nice to have something different, you know, especially to be linked in with Temple Street, such a great cause and stuff like that. And the kit's gone down well with everyone around the town. And I know the team like it as a as a tour, tour choice strip, if not you now for the cup as well. So it is. It's, a, it's nice to have something different like that. Yeah, and I spoke to a few of the... Dublin players at um, Crumlin Hospital over the weekend and you know Jack McCaffrey who's a doctor in Temple Street was was there and he was very emotional the videos had you know over a quarter of a million views when he was talking about what it meant to the local people around and the sick people and the elderly people around you know the Dubs winning trophies and I'm sure you guys have been quite similar in recent seasons you've still got two more to go but to be able to bring these trophies to the schools and the hospitals and places around the area and see the local people so happy that their football team are doing so well for them. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant, you know, and I don't think it should ever be taken for granted. I've seen the McCaffrey interview and I think he's uh, he's correct in what he says. You know, people are saying that Dublin winning for a fifth time in a row is, it has, doesn't have as much meaning as other times, but it's absolutely completely wrong. As he said, you see how important, is, important sport is to these people and we get a, lo- a lot of local uh, adulation, you know, and we can still see to the people and dog how much it means because... You can go through very barren spells like the dark had before ourselves as a group of players and Stephen and Vinny got together and started this amazing run of success that we've had in recent years. And with I know uh, our fan base don't ever get sick of it and us as players certainly don't. Yeah, and I loved as well, Chris, I watched the game on Air Sport on Saturday and the Brandywell, the Ryan McBride Stadium, full to capacity as well. And I know there was some crap at the end of fans on the pitch, which, which we don't want to see. But in terms of the atmosphere and, and everything that went on, and you know, your team are so used to playing in big games with full stadiums, whether they be, you know, Aviva Stadiums or Tallis Stadiums or Oriel or, you know, those famous games against Cork City too. To play again, that atmosphere on Saturday just gives you a great taste of, of what the big games in this league really can be like. It was brilliant, yeah, it was a brilliant occasion, you know, Derry have a great fan base as well, and I think it was great to see them get a sellout as well, because they have a great um, great history of both Cups, you know, I know they won it plenty of times when Stephen was there, and, you know, they've great. They've had great success in the FA Cup as well before that, but it was the first time maybe I'd seen it sold out since it's been uh, revamped, and the noise in it was great, and to be fair, we had 800 to 1,000 uh, away fans, and it's it's a fan it's a ground that they've been kind of reluctant to go to given past troubles that was you know just local kids around the area smashing bus windows it was never anything to do with Derry but to see the the masses they travelled up for us as well was a was a huge impact on the night and we could we could hear them throughout the night it was I suppose it was great for the league as well because the EA Sports Cup can kind of be taken for granted at times until it comes to the semi finals and finals. And it just goes to show from the two teams that took place on Saturday how important it was for both of us. Yeah, and of course, that's the first trophy down, Chris. And I spoke to your head coach, Vinnie Perth, and also to Daniel Cleary at Abbottstown in the build-up to the final. And I asked Dan if the word treble had been mentioned. And he, he kind of tried to avoid the question a little bit and, and whatever, but it, it clearly is on the agenda, given there's one down, you're 10 points clear in the league. You can actually win the league this Monday against Rovers and an FAI Cup semi-final away to Sligo next Sunday. So it could be a big few weeks in terms of, of trying to achieve that history. Is that something that has been spoken about or is even in your head? Uh, it's it's hard to look past, I suppose, when you put it that way. You know, we're not uh, not going to shy away from it. Really, it's a huge week if we want to do that. But because we've been so busy since since the break, it's it's hard to look past every next game. Because I think every week since June, we've been playing Friday, Monday, whether it be it was Europe, League, League Cup, FAI Cup, all mixed in, all mixed in the one time period. So it's been hard to kind of take your eye off one competition to look at another because they're coming so thick and fast. So, uh, yes, Saturday was 
you know, full front looking at the League Cup with a win and now straight back to league uh, the league campaign now with two huge games like you said. If we do our business right, we've uh, on Friday and Monday we can win the league. So that's it's hard to look past that. So we'll deal with these next two league games and then throw the eye back on the FAI Cup. Yeah, so you're away to water for the RSC on Friday and Shamrock Rovers playing St. Pat's in Tala. So at the moment, the lead is 10 points with so six games left for both teams, Chris. So if Shamrock Rovers were to lose to Pat's and you win, you can win it with a draw or a win on Monday. And it always seems to be in this league that the team that's first and you and Cork in recent seasons can kind of win the league against the team that's second in their home ground. And that would be amazing. But you need to try and get through Friday first against a Waterford team who've been you know, quite up and down in their form this season. You've played them a few times and I'm sure you'll be, you'll be trying to pick up points there before you go to Monday. And if Monday works out, great. Oh, absolutely. It's kind of just what I was saying there. You can't really focus on Monday at all until you deal with uh, Waterford on Friday. You know, having played them so recently last Monday in the Cup, you know, I'm sure they'll be wanting, you know, they'll be wanting revenge for us knocking them out of the Cup. And I watched them on Friday against Bowes and they got a w- good win in Daily Mount. Like, not, not a lot of teams have gone there in London. So, like you said, the form they can be up and down, but we've played them a few times this year and, you know, they, they have great passages of play and you just, if they click, they can be excellent on the night. Yeah, and you know if things were to roll to Monday, Chris, and I appreciate your focus on 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 Friday, but our next podcast won't be until after that match on Monday, and I'm looking forward to being at Oriel to, to watch that game. But if things do go the way you want on Friday, it's a great opportunity on Monday, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's brilliant. It's kind of we work out perfect for the league as a spectacle, I suppose. For first and second to go head to head for for ourselves to win it would be you know would be great, but like it. It'd be great to win against Shamrock Rovers, but once you get over the line, that's all you really care about in leagues because there's such a long process and such such a tough process to go and just to go and win, you know. Yeah, and if things were to go the other way, of course, and and you know Shamrock Rovers would win their both games the weekend and awkward to lose both, the gap would be down to something like four points with four games left, and all of a sudden it's game on. So you've still got to go and try and perform. And these big weeks, Chris, with the FAI Cup semi final against Sligo on Sunday or something again, you're very very used to. Are you able at this stage now to kind of take them in almost on autopilot given you're playing, your recovery, you're playing the next game, you're training because, you know, I don't mean to be disrespectful to, to the word autopilot but like you've just had so many big weeks. I'm sure the way the squad and the staff are able to prepare is just really, really, you know, I suppose routine at this stage. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It, it, like I said, that's what I was saying. It's, it's, it's kind of been like that way since June, July time, you know, you're we've done very you didn't get a lot of chance to have actual training days you're looking at warm downs after games and then you're looking at a day off there and then you're looking at a, a training day before a game so it is it's uh it's kind of like just become a small bit of the routine unfortunately because of the the overload of uh fixtures we've had to play but that's kind of it we are kind of used to it now and I suppose you can only like it'll only help because you've you, you got a great experience of it you know we've lads who've done it in previous years and now lads that have, have kind of embedded themselves in the squad in the past two years are getting a taste of it now too and Chris finally FAI Cup on Sunday at the showgrounds against Sligo Rovers as well you know Liam Buckley as a manager has a great history with the Cup and it's the only trophy that Sligo can win it looks like they're safe in, well they are safe in the league now so once you're over these two league games it's a Cup semi-final and a chance to be back at the Aviva in the first weekend of November again yeah it'd be an absolute great occasion to get there again for the fifth time on the chop but it's, a, it's going to be one hell of a game down in Sligo. I'd imagine you know, they have a great pedigree in the Cup as well, especially with Liam at the helm. I'm sure, like, I'm pretty sure that'll be their, the biggest game of the season for them. It's a, like a home tie, a great chance for them to get there as well. So we have two huge fixtures to deal with a force and then a third huge one now next Sunday. 
So it's, it's all, you look, you all look forward to it all. It's better than, you know, being in the mix for everything rather than, you know, you're seeing some some games out till the end of the year and you go again next year. But we're right in the thick of it as we'd hoped and as we'd hoped to have been at the start of the season we have and Sunday would be another one to relish. Great stuff, Chris Shields, as always. Thanks a million for your time. Best luck for the weekend and next Sunday. We'll see you soon. Cheers, Chris. All right, thanks, Jamie. Off the Balls, League of Ireland podcast.